Welcome to another episode of the Matthew Freeman Show. This is a show that I put on, you know, out of passion. Um, I like to share the things that I'm learning in life and uh, offer perspective and kind of offer my viewpoints on things that we go through. Everyone goes through these different ebbs and flows in life, these trials and tribulations. And uh, one of my favorite verses, James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, these trials and tribulations that we face. When you think about that, how do we encounter life, deal with the things it throws at us, and still be full of joy, working our way towards moments of happiness? That has kind of been my lifelong journey, trying to figure out some of these things. Sometimes there's nothing to figure out. Sometimes it just requires a little bit of talking through. So that's what we do here on the Matthew Freeman Show. Thank you for joining us today. If you uh, like an episode in particular, if you screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag me and let others know about it, I'd greatly appreciate that. If it resonates with you in some way, I'd greatly appreciate sharing. That's the only way that people find out about the show. I don't really market this much at all other than kind of showing on Instagram, hey, I got online and I chatted again. So without further ado, let's get to today's show. Well, 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 welcome back to the Matthew Freeman Show. How is everybody? Yes, I did. I thought about, all right, all right, all right, but I am not Matthew McConaughey. I am Matthew Freeman from the Matthew Freeman Show. So therefore, I will not steal his saying. Plus, I don't have quite the same voice. I I just really don't. So I'm going to stick with my voice. My direction, my statement, and that means it's going to change every time. But today, well, 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 sounded really, really, really good. That being said, today, what I wanted to share with you was a personal account that I had for the week, but I think it's relevant message. And it's a relevant message because it echoes something that I continue to share, which is the importance of recovery and the importance of putting a period on narratives that aren't indeed true. Some of these things are triggered from past experience and what we know about the past is it's the past. We evolve, we change, and every scenario is different. But when things happen, it can trigger an emotion that brings us back to a previous emotion and experience. And then we start that narrative based on that experience. And we start making our present day experience much like our past experience. Even though they're not one and the same. And that they may very well be entirely different. So today I want to talk about recovery as a mechanism and narrative as a mechanism and how they may work in congruence or may not work in congruence. Um, So precisely this. Here's what happened. In a nutshell, I have worked really, really, really hard to be prepared as an individual uh, business owner, sole proprietor, to make sure that 
tax season wasn't the undoing, anxious period of my life. For the last several years, I would be super anxious from January until April until things were done. Most of the time, because, you know, maybe I hadn't saved the money that I needed to save, or uh, I just didn't want to pay as much as I thought I might want to pay, because who does? Um, or something along those lines. And I realized at one point, I could get rid of a lot of that anxiety if I would take right action towards getting rid of that anxiety. I could do that by paying quarterlies, being ahead of the game, and being responsible. And then come tax season, you just file your taxes and move on. Keep paying quarterlies. Didn't even really have to be a tax season. It just have to be like something you have to do to complete the year so that you can move into the next year, right? Well, I did that this last year. And I was feeling so good and I couldn't wait to do my taxes. Well, 2020 was good to me in a lot of ways. I pivoted, I changed, I put my head down, and I worked hard. And so in the end, I did better in 2020 than I did in 2019. And because my head was down and I was so focused on surviving uh, and thriving, I don't want to just say surviving because I wasn't only focused on surviving I took it as an opportunity to change my business model and have more offerings and, and become better, right? And so I did better. I didn't really account for that. For whatever reason, I thought I'd be okay. Well, this week, right, I was informed that I owed more. And at first it was a certain number and I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. And then I, I provided a few more documents that I had failed to provide. And so then it was a little less than that and I was okay with that. Then around five o'clock I got the infamous email, oops, sorry, typo. And that typo, you owe an additional like almost three times what you already paid earlier in the day. So the reality was I made more, I had, to, I had to pay more. And in that moment, what that triggered was the idea that I was failing again. That I was going to lose everything. Like I had the first career. Where I had done supremely well, but didn't plan or prepare and end up being crushed. The thought process that when my whole business was going to go bye-bye, that my whole savings, which is like my foundational security blanket, was going to go bye-bye. It triggered the possibility that I might have to start over again. Or that I would never get ahead no matter how hard I worked. The trigger created this emotion of failure because I didn't actually plan as well as I know I can. And so, hey, I didn't do my job very well. But that's not what it triggered. It triggered your failure 
You're never going to get ahead. No matter how hard you work, it's not going to be enough. You're not going to be able to have what you want in life. And then the narratives just kept going. Here we go again. Why are you letting this happen to you? You should be smarter. And these feelings kind of like started triggering some anxiety. I got angry at myself, but angry. Then I dug into the numbers to see if anything was missing. And they were right. I also realized I should have been looking at the numbers long before now. It's a little late, right? (laughs) Well, this event, the idea of nearly half your savings being gone in literally a 12-hour span, this event would have put me into oblivion five, six, seven, eight years ago. It would have been a month to two months of depression. It would have been me considering career change, uh, change of direction. Uh, I better sell everything. Uh, Where am I going to move to? Am I going to have to move in with family? Like all these kind of thoughts that I know aren't going to be what I intend to do, period. My mind would have went into survival mode. What can I do to survive? It would have ignored any thought of the fact that I'm actually consider myself thriving. Can always do better, but like I consider myself in a good position. So the narrative would have taken me out but I recovered, and that's where recovery comes into play. Like, how quick do we recover? Recovery looks a lot of different ways, but one of the ways that recovery looks is stopping the narrative, the false narrative, the, the comparison to the past, the identifying a present-day situation to be the same as a past situation when you indeed are a different person if you've evolved. And most of us have evolved. We continually evolve. I'm a much different person than I was then. Much different morals, much different direction, character, thought process. So my experience of the past does not have to be my experience of the present. And one way that it won't be is that I don't actually have that same similar narrative around a situation that seems similar but is different. So how did I recover? I had to change the narrative to be more relevant to what it actually was, which is, hey, you made more money in a year that most people struggled in a business that took a major hit. So you did really well. And because of that, you were able to save more money than you had saved in a long time. And because of that, you actually have the money to pay your tax bill, which you owe 
because taxes are part of the freedom you have to be a self-employed business owner. So you should be grateful that you have to pay taxes. Now, of course, no one wants to pay a ton, but that, that is the way the system is built. So it is what it is. That's what we do, right? And so the reality behind it is I switched to a, a quick moment of gratitude. I gave myself appropriate perspective, which is you have the money. Money comes and goes. You'll save more. You'll probably pay more next year. And guess what? You can start to plan better. You're going to have to plan a little smarter. And so the following day, I got up. I did some you know, number crunching and research just so that I can start to plan better, be less ignorant about my own situation. I paid what I needed to pay. And instantly I felt this reprieve, right? Took care of business and moved forward. Get back on my A game, which is I'm a coach. And coaches need to coach. Do what you're designed to do. And that's big. So, something that would have knocked me out of play for months, this took less than 24 hours. <clears throat> and the recovery was all about catching the narrative before it went way out of line. Putting a period on that narrative. Speaking the facts into my mind. Understanding the truth about the situation. Having some gratitude around it. And then getting back to work. See the thing is. When it comes to recovery and narrative. And the mechanisms and the way they work together. Is everyone that I've studied that is extremely successful is they recover really quick from falling on their face. And I felt like I fell on my face. So the whole was get up and let's keep going. Turn it into a burpee, I guess, right? <laughs> no, they recover really, really fast. I was listening to a neuroscientist recently say, you know, they, they said, why, why are you more successful today than you were, you know, and said, the problem that would have put me in bed for a month, 30 years ago, I now can solve in three seconds. So what used to cripple me no longer cripples me for as long. And so you think about this. The things that stop our momentum, the things that stop us from moving forward, the things that stop us from taking action are usually narratives that we associate that are triggered from past events and traumas or experiences that we've had and we let that narrative run and it's crippling but if we really catch that narrative put a period on it offer gratitude and assistance and factual data to our mind then we can recover and continue to move forward even when we fail we can pivot we can make a new move we can shift we can do something different and so what I want to have you take away from today's lesson is that if you want 
in my opinion, this is my opinion from my experience. This is not fact, right? But I'm going to do another episode on the five-step, three-step, four-step, two-step. Everything is about your experience and how you take that experience and evolve as a human being and utilize that plus your current knowledge plus your current belief plus gratitude to move forward in life right so if you believe that recovery based on what i'm sharing today is important and recovery not talking about sleep and normatec sleeves from like a workout but i'm talking about recovering from the things that derail us slightly quicker so that we can continue to move forward is important, then I think that you will find that the narrative that is associated with the things that's, that knock us offline is important to assess, understand, and redirect in a way that is more fitting, that's not emotional. I'll say that again, it's not emotion-based. Right, like I said, I got a little angry because, you know, in a moment I really wanted to go with, man, uh, this self-employed entrepreneur is always at a disadvantage and, uh, you know, the middle income, middle class is getting squeezed out and da-da-da-da. I don't care about that stuff. It doesn't serve me. What serves me is focusing on providing the best value and service to the people that I get to serve absolutely possible making them feel as though they're cared about and cared for the way that I know that I care about them and care for them and continuing continually evolving so that I can continue to provide value at the level that I I want to provide value to every customer and through that consistent daily action over time allow my business to grow which Fortunately, over the last 10 years has grown little by little year over year as a personal trainer slash coach. It has evolved because I did a lot more personal training and now I do a lot of personal development coaching. Things evolve, we evolve, we change. The way we approach things in the past doesn't, doesn't necessarily fit for how we handle things now. How quickly we recover from something that triggers a past emotion and a past narrative begins to run in our mind, how quickly we stop that narrative and repurpose it and reframe it for what's relevant today in our lives is going to be a vital component to how much joy you feel moving forward and how little of an impact something that could have crippled you in the past will have on you today. And like I said, Everyone that I've studied that that is extremely successful, they fail all the time, but the failures don't stop them. They don't hinder the momentum. It's like a bump in the road instead of a huge mountain to climb. Those that are struggling a little bit more that I've studied over time allow the setback to be a momentous, huge, large mountain to climb instead of a little anthill. And I believe personally that the difference between it being a large mountain of an obstacle or an anthill is the narrative and catching it and reframing and understanding 
pertinent to today, and then moving forward. Guys, as always, I, I really appreciate you listening to what was on my mind. I hope that whoever received this message, it it was well received, and that something within the message resonated for you, so that your life's just a little bit better today. Because if we are, if our lives can be just a little bit better each day, we live pretty purposeful lives. I believe that in every methodology that I coach, from nutrition to exercise to mindset to you know uh, deep traumas, etc. We're just trying to get a little bit better each day, and that exponentially adds up over time. So hopefully something in here resonated with you so that you could be just a little bit better today and it will help lead to a little bit better tomorrow. As always, if you found this interesting, if you screenshot the episode and share it on your Instagram and tag me, that would be super. It's really the only way that this gets out there. I don't really publicize and advertise, but I do have good news. I am rebuilding my website. MatthewFreeman.com will be my website soon rather than Matthew Freeman Fitness, and it will feature my speaking engagements, my podcast, and uh, my personal development coaching, Training Baseline, my company, at Training Baseline, whom I always ask that you follow, is my exercise and nutrition company with my business partner, Scott. So they are separate. We will be branding them separate, and I hope to bring more valuable content in the future. So again, thank you for sharing. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk soon.